idea was, what's the difference between a believer and unbeliever? And I, I, and I think this is what most of you were taught. That um, I'm a believer because I said something. And I got into the club. And somehow the Holy Spirit sealed me and now I'm good to go. Is that kind of what you were taught? And almost all of our missions trips, almost all of the, the stuff we teach our kids when we share the gospel is get them to say this, repeat after me. Follow me? And uh, the reality is, is, well, let me ask you this. Is, um, can, can any man create life? No? Who, who creates life? God. So how is a Muslim alive? The Muslim hasn't said that yet. He hasn't repeated after you. Amen. He has God in him. Every atom in the universe has Christ in him, the hope of glory. That's what the mystery that Paul was talking about. I'm going to reveal this thing to you. So Paul, he's, he's cruising down. He's going to go beat up sinners, right? Believers. And what does Jesus say to him? Paul, it sucks when you're kicking against me. Who was he kicking against? Was he kicking against Jesus? But who was he kicking against? People. And there's Christ in people. Yes, so it all started to become clear to me. I'm like, okay, wait a minute. If God, if, if we can't create life, then how in the world is that Muslim alive unless God's already in him? So you guys getting where I'm going? You get it? So that's what he was saying. An unbeliever and a believer, Christians for 2,000 years, and I know where it's come from, man. I've studied this out a lot now, and it really came from Augustine and Plato and this Greek mythology that Western church has been using it. So we have this deal that I'm, I'm separated from God. God's over there. And because I said this little skit thing, I hopped in somehow. But even most Christianity teaches somehow if you sin, you can hop back out. Right? Do you, I remember one of the first times when we were doing this, this guy comes up to me and goes, do you believe in eternal salvation? I go, it's the only kind listed. It's the only kind in there. So I guess I believe in it. Amen? So the reality, he goes, listen, the difference between a believer and an unbeliever it doesn't mean you're in or out. See, this is what we've done for 2,000 years with Christians. Because I've said this over here, or we just make other stuff up. Because we're, uh, I was just talking to this guy, full gospel. What does full gospel mean to you guys? You can go shandala da 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 da. That's what it means to me. I go, but so full gospel means I, listen, the gifts of the Spirit are fun. They're, they're fun. I'm not against any of them, but that is, <laughs> that's just a gift. It's not the Spirit. Does that make sense? Um, so somehow we're better because we got, I, I remember the first time we got in the charismatic church, like, we got the secret, man. We got tongues. And I'm going, your life sucks just like the other guys. It's that church, I went to that church, and what's the truth? And the truth is, God reconciled the world, that everything living, every atom in the universe has Christ in him. So he goes, you, whether you believe that or don't believe that, doesn't change the truth. That's truth. That's why a Muslim can live. That's why uh, somebody who hasn't accepted Christ can live. Does that, does that make sense? Because he has to. That's why, uh, um, are you guys into science? How in the world, how in the world can a, a, a one-celled organism know what to do? How do... How, we're going to see all the, the, the geese migrate pretty quick. How in the world do they know where to go? By who? By God. 
He's in and through everything, guys. Now, the good news is this. He's reconciled the world to himself. He's gotten rid of the sin program, and he loves you perfectly. There's nothing you can do. He loves you perfectly. And when we start eating from that tree versus I'm in, you're out. I said the words, you didn't. I got the tongues, you don't. And I'm better than you, you're not. See how hypocritical that is? That sucks to me. That's not a very good gospel. And then, some, but here's what they, then the next step is what they can't figure out in their mind is, well, if Christ is in everything and every being, and I'm going to show you scripture, it says that. He's in and through and reconciled everything to himself. So that's a reality that's, that we didn't do. It didn't happen when I was 13 saying those words, I promise you. Does that make sense? And it didn't jump in that paramecium or jump in that bird that knew where to go uh, because I said those words. It happened a long time ago. If all men were in one, then all died. And if all were in one man, when he rose again, what happened to you? You rose, man. You're born again. That's why when Nicodemus comes to him, he goes, Nick comes to him at night and he goes, Nick, Jesus goes, listen to all you guys. You'll never understand this unless you're born again. Now, we think born again is sending somebody on a missions trip to get somebody to say some words. Don't we? Hey, raise money so we can send us to whatever and we're going to share the gospel. Which one? The right one? Or are you going to get them to say some words? I don't know. Man, you're quiet, but I think I'm... See, the the gospel will rattle your theology. But it set me so free, man. I was... I was talking to Doug Bishop the other day. I was like, dude, I'm so free from this. I'm like, thank you, Jesus. This makes total sense to me now. See, they think that if Christ's in everybody, then that means that you're universalist and all are saved. No way, man. Most Christians are not experiencing salvation. They're, they can't wait to die to get to heaven to someday I can enjoy life. Isn't that most Christians that you see? Whew, this sucks here, but someday it's going to be okay. And he goes, I want you to experience the Father's love today. And that is eternal life, Right? So Christ was in all of creation 2,000 years ago. I died all creation because I was in every atom. So if he was in every atom and he's the only one that can give life, when he died, what happened? Everything died. But when he rose again, what happened? Because he's in every atom in the universe. Everything rose. Go read scripture again from that perspective and you'll see it. Now, does that mean everybody's experiencing the Father's love? No, we've replaced faith, we've replaced tongues, we've replaced almost everything except for knowing the Father. And that's pure love. And that's why I love Carolyn Leaf and all these people. They go, unless you're operating in pure love, you honestly can't experience the gospel. So then we make up things. See, what happens is when you start eating from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you're literally your heart and your brain, if you, if you look at the, the, the healing codes and the love code, etc., they clog up, they become hard. That's why God goes, listen, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get rid of this stony heart, this thing that you can't fix and honestly, you can't experience the life flowing with living water. You can't, see, when you have love, you think more clearly. Your, your blood pressure goes down. Everything starts to happen. It starts to touch your body. It's every, it starts to function correctly. And when you're operating from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, it's really is just fear. Oh, no. God might be mad at me. Um, and so if I'm judging somebody else, I'm, I'm really just feeling judged at the end of the day. So I start to experience death. That's what Jesus was trying to say. Uh, my heart and my head clog up and I can't even hear them. So then the next thing is this. Hey, 10 steps to hear God better. Crap, I only went through step eight. The reason you can't hear them is because you're not operating in love. Does that make sense? You cannot hear them and you can't do it. But here's the thing. There's a Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit in every atom in your body that loves you perfectly. That's why what he said, he goes, one of the most profound statements is, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. 
That's what Jesus says. Nobody can know the Father except me, so I'm going to send the Holy Spirit to show you. I'm going to give you everything I've got, which is a loving relationship with the Father, and I'm going to show you who the Father really is so you can start experiencing my perfect love. I'm going to help your belief. Does that make sense? And we have whole ministries teaching you got to get your belief above your unbelief because then you're going to die. That's what's killing them. And Jesus was trying to say, listen, I'm going to do it for you. You can't do it. You can't do it. Man, I can't do this anymore. I can't do that. I, can't. I was just listening to this. Uh, actually, it was Baxter Kruger, I think. Maybe it's Paul Wachope. I don't remember. But uh, this guy, this lady comes. She goes, I, I can't love my husband. He goes, no, you can't. But there's a loving Father and a Holy Spirit and Jesus in you that can help you do it. I was like, yeah, see, he helps our unbelief. Does that, does that make sense? Because all of us, if we're, if we're really just trying to do it on our faith or our belief, you know what we're going to be? Stony hearts. We're going to have this weird... Uh, feelings don't matter. Right? You guys, word of faith guys like me? Facts, your feelings don't matter. Just believe. Most angry dudes on the planet. Non-compassionate. I'm like, how, how can you do that? How can you not love people, man? It's just weird to me. Because they can't, because they have a stony heart, because they're operating from this weird deal versus he just loves you perfectly and he's in and through everything. Does this make sense to you guys? See, when you really realize that, we can go share that you're in this deal. Christians go, I'm in because I said the words, you're out. But if I can get you to say these words, then you're in with me. And still not experience any life. Is that, is, I'm just speaking from experience. Well, then we just like, man, we're loved perfectly. Holy smokes. All of a sudden, the Holy Spirit starts to go, yes, that's it, that's it. The, the, now you're, you're experiencing my relationship with the Father. That's what this thing's all about. You start to hear him clearly. Things just drop into your heart. You know what to do. It's amazing. I don't have to go through 10 steps to hearing him because I'll be, I'll be asleep or anything go, boom. Oh, I got it. Thank you, Lord. Where'd that come from? I didn't even go shandalanda. I didn't do anything. He just gave it to me because it was flowing because it was flowing out of love. Does that make sense to you guys? So, all right. So this, this comes out of Francois de... And here's what he's trying to say. Gold does not become gold when it's discovered. What, what is he meaning there? It was always gold. You didn't get born again when you said words. The truth was you were already born again in him. You just discovered it. Now your experience is going to be very different. Does that make sense to you guys? See, here's what we think. We think that until we say those words, if you, man, I've done this, which now I look back and I go, geez, no wonder we've, we, we're not experiencing life and just this perfect love and because I remember going, man, we got to get to him. He's, he's, he's in hospice. We got to get to him. Right? <laughs> Quick, say these words. And what if they have tubes in their mouth? They can't say anything. Based on what I was taught, they're screwed. Should have done it when you could have talked. Isn't that what we teach? Is that a loving father? Are you kidding me? No wonder you were so mad. Because you, you haven't experienced the loving Father yet, but man, it feels good to be on the inside and those guys are on the outside because I said these words. I'm like, you're, you're so far from him. You're so far from the love of him. Does that make sense? What we're really supposed to be sharing is you're in this deal. He's loved you perfectly from the start. You've always been gold. Now you're just seeing it. So Paul, on the road to Damascus, he's going, Paul, listen, um, it hurts when you kick against the goads. Why are you persecuting me? Well, he was persecuting people. But Jesus goes, I'm in all people. That's why when you do it to the least of these, you're doing it to me. Does that make sense? And so did Paul repeat after him to be saved? What did Paul do? <laughs> what happened? S something came off his eyes. 
Scales. See, that's where we read this thing. It says, you've been translated from the power of darkness. If something's dark, you can't do what? I can't see something, right? The truth was, was Paul saved in Christ? Was all, every man in Christ? Yes, could he see it? No. All of a sudden, when the scales fell off, what happened? He was translated from the power of darkness. See, we, we, we teach it this way. Hey, you were in Satan's kingdom before, and now when you said those words, you're in God's kingdom. And it doesn't say that. It says, you were translated from the power of darkness. The only power in darkness is you can't see something. Follow me? So if it was pure dark, I could say, uh, I'm 6'8", like Aaron Judge, and I've hit 37 home runs already. And if you never knew me, what would you think? Okay. And then all of a sudden the lights come on and they go, oh, <laughs> Disappointing. Does that make sense? Do you get it? So Paul, thinking he's doing the right thing, that I'm in and these guys are out, and Paul goes, no, and Jesus goes, listen, Paul, Paul, you're, you're, you're doing this the wrong way. I wanted to include all nations, but you Jews thought it was just about you, in and out, right? It wasn't about in and you. It was supposed to be by one nation, all are going to be included. And because you didn't do it, I'm taking the stewardship away from you. And then we've even made that, hey, unless you steward this correctly, he's not going to give it to you if he trusts you. Man, before the, before, when you were dead in sin, he gave you the most powerful thing. Follow me? So we're still trying to qualify for everything. I don't know if I'm making any sense, but all of a sudden when the scales came off, he, was tra- he could see. He could see that he was already gold. And that's why it says God is a consuming fire. All that's going to be left is silver and gold, redemption and divinity. When you're in perfect love, all the stubble, the hay, the everything, everything man-made, everything works-based is going to just burn away. You're going to see him perfectly. That You're going to see the true gold that he's always loved me perfectly. What in the world? See, I was telling them about our new program, about our awesome relationship, sweetie. And I'm going to get you to get up and read a book for an hour, and if you don't, you're not really serious about me. <laughs> See, I love my wife, so I was like, sweetie, sleep in. Yet Christians go, no, do it more. Read that stupid book and be excited like me. Now, I'm not against reading the book, but most of you guys do it religiously, which kills you. And so, or that's why I always joke about, because she knows what I'm talking, this guy, when we first got tongues, now we got the secret. And honestly, I'm looking at them going, whatever, I guess. Okay, if you do it more, then this more is going to happen. I remember thinking, this is, this sucks, man. I've only been at this two minutes. And I've learned to do it now. I just do it out of, thank you, Lord. Shalom. I don't even keep track. I don't worry. I don't, and you know, if I didn't read my Bible or pray in tongues ever, you know, what I, you, know, you know how much guilt I experience? Zero. I go, that was an awesome day. Wow, Lord, even when I was sleeping, you gave to me. What an awesome God. Hallelujah. You guys get this? All right, go to that next slide. Sorry. I, I promise I can do this fast. But Okay. Was God mad at Adam and Eve for disobeying? He couldn't have been because he keeps no record of wrong. And he never changes. So... What I was taught in Christianity, though, he pissed off because he ate the apple. Jeez, you shouldn't have done that, Adam. Now I've got this wrath. I need to find somebody to beat up because I'm such a loving dad. What in the world? And I believed that. No wonder I was like, woo, stay away from God. Look busy. He's coming. Right? The bumper stickers. Right? <laughs> don't tell God. It was like my mother. Don't tell my mother, man. She's like, you, never, you better never do this. Well, so what did I run off and do? More of it. 
but do you think I'm going to tell the truth? Now, always tell me the truth. Are you kidding me? You just told me what you're going to do to me if I ever do that. And I just did it. So there's no way I'm telling you the truth. I'm doing this because I love you. No, you're doing this because you're going to beat me. Right? Why? Because she was judging life by morality. By, by the good tree, bad tree. So she goes, and she's dying inside. Hey, if you do that, you're bad. Yet she's looking at all these people that don't believe what she's believing, enjoying life, having life. No, because you didn't say this, and you didn't do this, and I don't do that, so you should be like me. I, I'm just sorry. When I'm in high school, I'm like, the last thing I want to do is be that, which really, the, the, even then, the worst, like, God, why are you punishing me, making me be a pastor? Because I, I st- tried to stay away from those people. Honestly, we went through, I was like, this is hell to me. I got to teach this God thing that I think he's mad. That's not even good news to me. I'm like, you, I, our kids are going to dare to share. I go, dare to share what? I don't want to share any of that. It's not that I don't dare. I don't want to share that. Because my life was fun until I became a Christian. And we're supposed to have eternal life. What? I'm going, looks like they got it better than me. Yeah, but the end's going to suck. Eternal flame. <laughs> Yet I read Revelation that says, you know what, the lake of fire. How many of you guys have ever taught, better say this on your deathbed, or you're going to that lake? Read it. It says the lake of fire is in the presence of the Lamb and the holy angels. There's no separation. There's no, he's in and through everything. It's just they can't receive the Father's love because they're trying to do it based on hoops. They've missed the whole thing. Does that make sense? So they're in, they're in perfect love presence but can't enjoy it. King, King David in Psalms says, listen, when I went to Sheol, you were there with me. Well, he's too holy to, to look on sin, but he can go to hell. Weird. See how our, our messed up our theology has really been, in my opinion? He's loved and through everything. That's why the Muslim can live. So anyway, the original deception was not, the original deception of Adam and Eve was they felt separated from a father because they did something wrong. Did you get me that? Because God was, how you were taught in Christianity, just think back, I'm trying to get you out of this, so I'm asking you to do something that you really probably shouldn't do, but... Um, if you think sin was eating the apple when God told him to eat the apple and you're, he's too holy to look upon sin, did God go look upon Adam and Eve? Yeah. He cruised into the garden and go, Adam and Eve, where are you? Like nothing happened. So what was he really concerned about? He goes, if, they're not, if, they, don't, if they don't understand me as a perfectly loving father, I know it's going to kill them. Their conscience and guilt is going to kill them. That's it. That's all it is. Does that make sense? And that they're experiencing separation from the Father, but is the truth that they're separated from the Father? No. In Christianity, really, I look at it today, that's still what we're doing. I'm in, you're out. I said these things, you repeated after me, I'm in. So now I'm better than you. Yet in their heart, they're aching. They're going, why am I not happy? Why am I so judgmental? Why, why can I not have a compassion? Why am I screaming at this lady because she just had an abortion versus going, man, he loves you perfectly. Isn't that weird? How in the world are we going to reach them unless we operate in love? You guys get this? Okay, so next slide. Jesus came to reveal the heart of the Father. He introduced him as a Abba Father. That's, I'm going to introduce you to a loving dad. You think he's this judge waiting to slap you if you do something wrong. He goes, you've all missed him. If you've seen me now, so that's why in Hebrews it says, listen, the, the law, the Psalms, and the prophets were written about who? Jesus. This, this, this when, I, when, I, when I came upon this, this was really trippy. Because we were all taught that, uh, man, I don't even want to, man, I'm kidding. No, I won't do it. I'm, I'm doing so many sacred cows right now, you're all going to hate me. Um, 
but it's good. It's so good. It's so good. Anyway, he goes, listen, uh, I'm going to need you. I, I've, perfect love casts out what? Fear. Did Adam and Eve have fear when they ate the tree? So what killed them, Jesus or themselves? Themselves, their conscience. Does that make sense? God is life in the resurrection. He cannot kill. That's not his deal. Right? They couldn't see it. They were in darkness now. So the enemy, got the, the, the enemy got them to believe the wrong thing. And that's what he said. Who told you that? Who told you that? So he came to show us perfect love. And if you go look at Jesus, he, all he did was share perfect love with everybody. The only guys he ripped were going, why are you putting religious requirements and hoops? Nicodemus, you can't be born again, but I can do it. He was telling them the impossibility of ever becoming born again, even saying, repeat after me. He's going, unless I do this thing for you, unless I die humanity's death and birth them again, Nick, you, you can't do this. And you won't even understand it until I send the Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit's going to teach you all things and really teach you the love of the Father. Does that make sense? All right, so the good bad tree always makes us feel separated, and we experience fear, which produces what? It, it's just this. It's less lack, loss, never Hey, because I did this, karma, he's going to do this. If I, if I don't give this much money, I'm going to have less. If I, if I don't say these right words before I die, what's going to happen? The lake of fire, interesting, the lake of fire is in the presence of the lamb and the whole, weird. I'm still going to be in his presence. But I'm not going to experience salvation because I don't know it's all about his love for me. You guys getting this? So universalism, we're all in Christ. Yes, the whole universe says the cosmos, everything created was in Christ. That's why the birds know what to do. That's why a one-celled animal knows what to do. That's why a Muslim who didn't say these words after me can live. You guys get this? Because if, if he can live without Christ in him, then he's made himself a god. Somehow he's created life, and he can do it without Christ in him. That should be common sense once you hear that. Shouldn't it? The whole world, the ten, guys, this will shock you. Even the 1040 window has Christ in them, the hope of glory. And we didn't even send anybody. Now they're experiencing it? No. That's what we're supposed to go share. But we share repeat after me, so they repeat after me, and they go, nothing changed. I guess I'll still be a Muslim. See, but it's the power of God unto salvation. When you really get that he's in working through you and he loves you perfectly, man, it, it's like this explosive thing. That's why, like, there's one little, last little piece to me, even the last couple weeks, I'm like, sweetie, oh, man, I got it. Thank you, Jesus. I don't care if they call me universalism because universalism is impossible. You can't do it because you, you ever see any Christians that know need the Father's love? I've seen 90% of them. So they're not experiencing this. They said these words, but that's why they're so grumpy because they haven't experienced the Father's love yet. And to know the Father is eternal life. Does that, does that make sense? And now all of a sudden... Everything starts to become simple. It's that land flowing with milk and honey. You can actually love people. You don't, you don't read from the, what was that stupid marriage book again? Um, oh, five love languages. No, you just love people because he loves me. So I can love them. Does that make sense? I love my wife because I've, I've experienced love, so I can, can, I can give it away. But only if you do these things, sweetie. Get up early, do that, do this, don't do that, do that. Read the right book for two hours, pray in tongues two hours, and then, then you'll really love me. One of the church is a mess. That's what he was saying. That is, that, that's what Boxer Kruger was saying. Hey, the difference between an unbeliever and a believer is not much if we're going to just base it on that. Now, your experience, when you experience the Father's love, is everything. 
oh, things start to work. Things start to, even if they don't look right right now, you know what? You just have this trust, this, this, this pistis, this persuasion. That's what the word faith is. I don't make faith happen by, I just believe it and then I receive it. Baloney. It might work, but in your darkest of darks, when you're in front of that mirror, it's not working for you. The only way you can experience it is when you go, man, I can trust the Father because this is his character and he'll never change. Despite me, he'll never change. Whether my belief is above my unbelief, he doesn't change how he treats me. Now, how my experience might change because I'm not letting it flow. I've got this stony heart. Is this making any sense to you guys? So when you operate in love, you just start to experience it. Anyway, all right, go to that next slide. I, I better show you some scripture because you'll think I'm making this up. All right, Colossians 1.15. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over how much of creation? All. There's that stupid word all again. Drives the Christians nuts. The firstborn over all, the entire cosmos is what Scripture says. Does that, does that make sense? For by him, only the guys who repeated after me were created. It's all over Scripture when you start seeing it, guys. For by him, all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth, things that are visible and invisible. What would invisible things be? Would demons be in, invisible things? Would Satan be an invisible thing? Now read that. For by him all things were created that are in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created through him and for him. Paul's try, he's trying to just, he's trying to leave any room for doubt. The whole kit and caboodle. That's what he's trying to do. Whether you can see it, whether you not see it, anything created. What's outside of anything created? Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. <laughs> That's it. So anything, the cosmos, the demonic realm, the, anything was that created. And is he in and through them? Are they experiencing salvation? No, because they're in complete darkness. You guys get this? So even though they're in the presence of the Father, everybody on the planet, cosmos, is in the presence of a loving Father, but they can't see it. They're in darkness, outer darkness. You guys get this? But... All things were created through him and for him, and he is before all things, and in him all things consist. Nothing can exist unless he's in it. Other words say it this way. He, by the power of his word, he holds together everything. Isn't that weird? See, we think he's over there, and somehow we accept him into my heart. When I accepted him into my heart, was the truth that he was already in my heart? Well, if my heart was something created and he's in and through that, the truth was I was already in him and he was in me long before I did my skit. You guys get it? I'm trying, <laughs> I'm trying to be absurd so you get how absurd we were taught, is really. So, and he is before all things. That's what, that's what 1 John says. In the beginning was the word. And the word was what God and the word was with God. And that word pro, it's the word pros. We were watching C. Baxter Kruger earlier today. And pros means in the beginning... Everything was face-to-face. -face. There was a relationship is what he was trying to say. Is that, that, and we do that sometimes, right? I'll be doing something and she's listening. Look at me. What? It, it's relational. The whole thing about salvation is relational. Does that make sense? But can you deny that he's in and through and all things and all things consist in him? Whether it's visible or invisible. 
They just can't see it. That's what they're in darkness, right? And he is the head of the body, the church. So he's trying to go, listen, this is a reality that he's in and through in all things. And in 2 Corinthians 5 that we said, he, he reconciled the entire cosmos to himself because they can't live or anything could have its being unless he's already there. You guys get this? And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead. Who's the, who's, who's, who else is born from the dead? The truth is humanity. Now, do they, do they see it? Are they experiencing it? No. No. That's the message that we're supposed to share. That we're supposed to share this incredibly good news, the gospel of reconciliation. That he, if one died, then all died. And if one was born again, then all were born again. Amen? See, we've, we've turned it into this silly little thing that repeat after me and that was born again. And that's why we can't experience life. And people go, there's nothing in that church deal. I've seen it. Follow me? All right. So that in all things he may have preeminence. Go to that next slide, Tawana. For it pleased the Father that in him all the fullness should dwell. And literally, everything created is in him. And the life of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit is in everything. They can't experience it, though, because they're still eating from that tree of the knowledge of good and evil, which shuts off their heart and their brain. And then we come up with silly things like it's all about faith. I can tell you're so angry, man. Right? So, and by him to reconcile all things to himself... You see this in context? He goes, listen, I don't care if it's invisible, visible, anything created, above the earth, on the earth, above heaven, I don't care. All things are in him and through him and all things consist. You guys getting this? And by him to reconcile all that I just described before to himself. By him, whether things on earth or things in heaven, having made peace through the blood of his cross. And you who were once alienated and enemies, where? In your mind. Wasn't that Adam and Eve, the original deception? Oh no, we, we ate from the tree. What did it do? It gave them a conscience where they now could see good, bad, like God's going to relate to me good, bad. I better go hide. Act busy. Jesus is coming. That's really, the, we got the same message 2,000 years ago, and it's sad to me. It's sad. We still are preaching this angry God. You better quick say something. Send money. We're going on this trip. Right? I'm going. See, we went to Bible school in Africa. How many billions, I'm not talking, billions have been sent to Africa? Maybe with a T. I have no idea. We went. And honestly, after I went, you know, I was like, I'm done. They're in outer dark. They don't want to hear it. Man, you're reconciled to Christ. He loves you. No way. I got to do this. I was like, Good luck. You guys getting this? Is what you're doing making a difference? That's all I'm trying to say, because I'm going to show you something here that will really just rock your world as well. So, and by him to reconcile all things to himself, by him whether things on earth or things in heaven, having made peace through the blood of his, and you who were once alienated and enemies in your mind, the deception was, the power of darkness was, hey, listen, God's really not that good. You have to do this thing to have a relationship with God. Was it true? No, he's the father of lies, so we think the enemy's got power. All he's got is the power of darkness, which he, gets, he, has, to, he has to put a veil over your eyes. If you've got something over your eyes, what, what does it help? It hurts you to do something. What does it hurt? It helps you to see. That's why it says, hey, unveil so you're not married an ugly bride. The whole, you know, the whole Leah and everything, right? See, I'm teaching my boys, right? I go, man, marry a good-looking girl. It's just what a drag to be. Married to somebody ugly in her life. Anyway, it's a whole other deal. 
so my kids get it. And you know what? See, here's the thing. If you have the love of the Father flowing through you, I don't care who you're married to, you'll actually love. But if you don't understand this, you're going to come up with all kinds of earthly weird deals. All right? So, and you who were once alienated enemies in your mind by the wicked works, yet now he has reconciled. When did, when did that happen? 2,000 years ago. He's done it. He's reconciled. In the body of the flesh through death to present you. Why did he do all this? To present you holy, blameless, above reproach in his sight. See, the truth is he sees you holy, blameless, and above reproach. Isn't that good news? Do we feel that way sometimes? No, because you did something bad. You need an accountability partner. No, they're just going to expose you more. Really? You did that? And yet he's just going, no, I'm exposing you holy, blameless in my sight because you're all in one. If all died, then all rose again in me. And I've reconciled the cosmos to himself. You just can't see it. You guys get this? Okay, so John 14, 18. Now here's John again. At no time will you be orphaned. Here he's talking about, he's listening. John's saying this. He goes, listen, you guys can't get this, but I'm gonna send you a comforter. I'm gonna send you a helper, and he's gonna teach you everything. He's gonna, what is he gonna do? He's gonna give you what the Father and the Son have, which is perfect love. Does that, does that make sense? Nobody knows the Father except Jesus, but I'm gonna send the Holy Spirit, and what he's gonna show you is the truth that you've always been perfectly loved. The deception was you were somehow separated from God, and yet that's what the church teaches. Your sin separated you from God. Now say these words, and now you hopped back in. But if you ever sin again, man, you're in darkness. That teaching is utter darkness. The light is, whether I sinned or didn't sin, I'm in him. Well, that's going to produce everybody's sin. No. It says when I teach them other than that, they feel fearful, and it produces anger, strife, murder, all the things the church is trying to get you to stop doing. Does this make any sense? As a man thinking in his heart, so is he. So I'm, when I feel like I'm perfectly loved, oh, man, I'm not eating from that stupid tree of good, bad. I can actually love because it's flowing through me. Does that make sense? I'm not perfect. I get irritated by the, the drive-up window lady. I've told you that. I'm like, can you just get the order right once? I've, obviously, that's a performance thing in me yet. And, uh, but is it real? No. Should I be acting that way? No. That's, I, I, I need his light to shine in that area of my life yet. Does that make sense? But do I still feel loved? Yes. Thank you, Lord. That even though I just wanted to beat her with a bat, you still love me. You're amazing, Lord. That, that's why it's such good news. Now, I'm just using that example because all of you got the same thing. Somewhere in your life, you got something else, right? You holier than thou that you never have a bad thought and you're always perfect, etc. I, I know. So here's Jesus. He's going, listen, <laughs> no time will you be orphaned. So when were we ever separated from God? Never. Sin didn't separate you. The only thing in your mind, your conscience separated from you, which is why you couldn't experience perfect love. You guys getting this? At no time will you be orphaned or abandoned by me. Yeah, but Jesus said, Father, Father, why have you forsaken me? Read the end. Is Jesus, Psalm 22, is he's going, he, if you go read that, he, it's the whole crucifixion story. It says by the end, he goes, I heard your cry and I never left you. Even when you went to Sheol, I was with you. Woo! So he was experiencing what we experienced, because he was fully man as well. Man, I feel separated. Why? The enemy's attacking me. He's not doing anything. He just been around a bunch of charismatics. He's doing nothing. The only thing he can do is get you to believe the wrong thing. While your dad was a mason, you're screwed. Oh, no. 
They were divorced. They were divorced. They were divorced. You got the spirit of this. We need to cast that out. No, you just, that just became normal to you. And that's a stronghold. That, that, that's, it's not a, a, a demon doing it. It's you're blind. You can't see that he loves you perfectly, so you love perfectly. Does that make sense? All right. So what he's saying is you'll never be orphaned. You'll never be abandoned by me. So even he, he's not too holy to not look upon sin. That's why I went to the woman caught in the act. That's why I went down to Sheol is what Scripture actually says. Even in Sheol, you were there with me, Lord. Because anything that's created, even hell, I'm there. Man, does that just screw up your theology or what? I came to abide, what? Face to face with you. That's why John, 1 John says this. In the beginning, we were face to face, but you ate from that wrong tree and you separated yourself from me and you didn't know I loved you perfectly anymore. So you invented religion, all these things to get back to me. And all I wanted to do was just show you I love you perfectly. Whether you read your book, whether you pray in tongues, whether you do anything. In fact, <laughs> we just had a friend in and he goes, I haven't been to church in three days, or three, I've only been to church three times in one year. I go, I bet you feel awesome, don't you? And he goes, I really do. Because he was embarrassed to tell me. I go, no, man, it's, just, it's reality. Because it, it depends on what you're hearing. If you're hearing the bad news all the time, I don't want to go there either. It begins to kill you. Does that make sense? So, yet in a little while, the world will no longer see me, but I will, tangibly, I will be tangibly visible to you in the very life we share together. So listen, you're not going to see me anymore in the flesh, but you're going to see me. Because I'm in and through everything. And when you see people love other people, you'll know I'm in you and you're in me. You guys get it? Okay, go to the last slide here. All right, John 14, 20. I'm going to read out of this uh, uh, Francois de Troyes Mirror Bible. I just love this Bible. In that day, you will now, you will know, sorry, I was typing this. You will know that just as I am in the, my Father, here's what he's saying. I'm sending the Holy Spirit. You can't get this right now, but I'm going to send the Holy Spirit. And he's going to reveal what I have. What did Jesus and the Father have? Perfect union, perfect love, a perfect marriage. Does that make sense? In that day, when I send the Holy Spirit, that just as I am in my Father and you are in me and I am in you. So what was the truth about them the whole time? You were always one. I was, I was always in you and you in me. Because if I wasn't in you, you, would, you couldn't live. Because you, you've become your own God and you can create life outside of you. You get it? Darn, how does that 1040 window live if Christ's not already in them? Send me money. We're going over there. It's not working. Because you're not sharing the truth with them. He loves them perfectly, whether they said the thing or didn't say the thing. That's when you experience it. Now they can experience the Father, what's always been true about them, and they start to experience eternal life. You guys get it? Okay, in that day you'll know that just as I am in the Father, you are in me and I am in you. In, the, in, in his notes, it says, inseparable, intimate oneness. In the beginning, that's what was true. In the beginning, God was with the Word, and the Word was with God. Face to face is literally what that Word says. There was an intimate relationship. But you ate from the wrong tree, and you separated yourselves from me, even though I had never kept any record of wrong. I always loved you perfectly. You guys get it? So, not note that this is not our knowing that positions Jesus and the Father, us and them. See, here's how Christians, this is, because we've been taught this dualism, this basically that we're separated from him, he's in us, and somehow we jump into the hoop to get into him, our whole idea of you need to accept him into your heart. Isn't that what you're taught? Accept what into your heart? No, they just said the words. I wasn't, I, that's why I was, I was, I, I was experiencing salvation as much as this piece of paper after I said those words. Trust me, 
If you think you're not saved, even though you said it, I guarantee you you're saved. That helped. The facts don't count. Your feelings, your emotions don't count. Just believe. You have enough. If you believe it, it's true. My belief didn't make it true. Truth made it true. That he was in Christ reconciling the cosmos to himself. What I really should have been taught is he loves you perfectly. And he'll always love you perfectly. Whether you do the right thing or don't do the right thing, whether you read the thing, whether you go to Bible school, whether you do this, whether you do that, he loves you perfectly. And now you can experience life. Yeah, but, no, well, here's what's so amazing about the gospel. There's no yeah, buts. He's no, he doesn't even waver. His light shines through everything and doesn't even cast a shadow. It's perfect. Isn't that beautiful? So our knowing simply awakens us to the reality of our redeemed union. Gold does not become gold when it's discovered, but it certainly becomes currency. What does that mean? You saying those words didn't make it reality. You just became alive to the truth that was always you, and now you can, now you can experience it and spend it. Does that make sense? Man, I can now experience this life because he loves me perfectly. There's no good, bad tree ever, ever again. He just loves me perfectly. And see, we have this thing in the back of our hearts yet where we go, man, if he just knew this. He goes, no, he, he, he ascended. He experienced everything that you and I will ever experience to the depths of you've completely abandoned me, how Jesus felt on the cross. And he says, even in that, I was there with you, holding you, withholding you, loving you perfectly. I descended in hell for you, I experienced everything. And I died that thing away, and all that's left is light. You just can't see it. You guys get it? You guys get it? So, Galatians 5, 6, for in Jesus Christ, neither circumcision availeth anything nor uncircumcision. He's talking to them. They're were, they were going back to Judaism. Hey, it doesn't matter whether you're Jew, Gentile, etc. The only thing that matters, by faith, which worth is by love. And you know what the word of faith, then they throw it at, but it's your faith. Oh, now I'm right back into the good, bad tree. Whether I have enough or don't have enough, if my belief is above my own, it's going to kill me. I can't do it. I couldn't even be born again. I couldn't do anything. He had to do it. Therefore, it is by faith that I've been saved. That not of yourself, it is by grace. You guys get it? The faith of one man entered me back into the union, a perfect Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And all he does, guys, is he loves you perfectly. Get it? All right, stand to your feet. I went a little longer, but hopefully it's made sense to you. Is this too heavy? I'm going to get emails. Heresy. <laughs> They're kind of fun after a while. Dredge, you got something I can tell. He's moseying his way up here. Right? Look at him. Come on up here. Don't screw up. <laughs> uh, God, God just revealed something to me that, this morning. And he showed me a, a dog running and chasing his tail. And I'm looking and I didn't understand it too much until he, until I was sitting over there and he said, uh, you know, you've heard that scripture about you're the head and not the tail. He said, I became the tail so you could become the head. Why are you just, why are you chasing me? Well, how, how does a dog, you know, really have a relationship. He has a relationship because the tail is already part of him. It's part of him. And when he has a relationship is when he lays down and then his tail comes laying right here and he can, you know, touch it or do anything. But if he stands up and tries to do stuff, he's always chasing it. He'll never catch it. And that, and that just spoke to my heart. You know, we, we have to rest in him. His finished work, he did it. I mean, I chased my tail as a Catholic till I was 35. <laughs> 
and I never caught it. <laughs> so he just has to show you, you know, that, you, you know, he became the tail. He is a part of us. He was always connected to us, and he, he lowered himself so we, he could raise us up to sit in heavenly places with him. I mean, probably somebody will probably think that's blasphemy too. What are you doing saying that, you know, God's the tail, or Jesus is your tail, is the tail. But he did it. He wanted to lower himself, you know. So we thank you, Father God. We thank you you sent your son that, you know, we were like the first Adam, and he's the last Adam. He, he is the last. He, the tail finishes us up completely, and it's over. It's a done deal. We just rest in you, and we have that relationship. We, we just relax and appreciate you, Father God, for sending your son, the last Adam, to just finish this whole mess. And when we believe, when we rest in that fact, we have, we have it all. So you're all dismissed. Go in the love and grace of Jesus Christ.